0: Do your job, Dad. Like it's your job. Do your job with Chris Zito. Do your job.
1: He's a dad, a radio host, a father, a speaker, dad, an actor, a dad, a comedian, a dad, a husband, a dad, and well, a dad.
0: All right, welcome to Dad. Like it's your job. I am your host, your illustrious host, Chris Zito. I have to try to remember to throw that in. Nobody else is going to call me illustrious, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, I have a guest today, Alec Lane. He hosts a podcast, a way more successful podcast than this one. It's been around for almost 700 episodes, called First Class Fatherhood. And he interviews amazing dads of all stripes. And he is a crusader for fatherhood. You'll hear him talk about what he calls the fatherless crisis in America, about homes without a dad and how important dads are. Um but you know what's really interesting? When we recorded this, we were scheduled to record it at a certain time. And then he comes on at the time, scheduled, and he goes, Hey, listen, I'm at the dentist with my kid. He's getting his wisdom teeth out. My wife was supposed to bring him. And something came up with her. I'm here with my son. Can we put this off? And I was like, yeah, you're there with your kid. I mean, it was like one dad to another, like, I can't do this right now. I got to be here with my kid at the dentist. So I thought that was a pretty amazing way for us to meet Is to say, because we had exchanged emails, um, but that was a pretty interesting way for us to meet. The other thing I want to point out to you guys about this conversation is that when I found Alec, I just, I like to cruise around the internet just looking for guys who talk about fatherhood, fatherhood experts, authors, and I found Alec, and as I watched his, uh, I watched some clips of him on TV, a lot of stuff on Fox News, and uh, he had an interview that was live from CPAC in Florida. Was that in Florida? No, it was in Maryland this year. It was near DC. But so he's a really conservative guy. And so I thought, well, you got, you know, those of you who know me that listen to me on the radio know that I'm a strong LGBTQ ally. Uh, I'm a big BLM guy. I try to, you know, I am, let's face it, I'm in Massachusetts, deep blue Massachusetts. I'm a loony lefty. And so I thought, well, this could be an interesting conversation because I'll tell you something. There was a lot of common ground between us because we're talking about dads. And that's probably my favorite thing about this conversation is that here's a guy comes into Deep Blue, Massachusetts. Of course, it's a a podcast, so it's available all over the world. But from where I'm sitting and where he's sitting, we have a different view of a lot of the same problems that we're talking about, but a lot of common ground. And I'll tell you something, it gives me a lot of hope that so many of us, can find common ground and the things that really matter you know that classic quote from jfk you know um we all breathe the same air we all want what's best for our children it's something like that i don't remember the exact quote but you know it was brilliant about the basic things that we all can agree on and one of the things that alec lane and i both agree on is that dads are important dad need dads need to stand up and be counted and be accountable and so, here's my conversation with Alec Lane, host of First Class Fatherhood.
1: Yeah, just made it back now. He's a little looped up, so I had a he's walking in the house with rubber band legs, you
0: know. Oh yeah. Poor kid. You know it's so funny that we got to we're getting together to talk about fatherhood and uh, we had to put this off because one of us was busy being a dad, you know? <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I wouldn't be much of a host of dad like it's your job if I said, "Hey man, you said 11." So uh, <laughs> so I
1: know believe me though I know how it is with the scheduling I know sometimes it gets tight you know
0: Yeah but you know, listen with my job with my radio gig I always have plenty to keep me busy in here So look uh I really appreciate you doing this I listened to some episodes of uh First Class Fatherhood I mean I mean when we're done with this I got to get in touch I got to figure out how you're getting such great guests I mean you got some wow spectacular I'm telling everybody to listen to your podcast
1: Yeah I appreciate that Yeah I've been very blessed to uh let me break this on here. Sorry, I just got the... Normally, I got the suit and tie on here. But no, you're, okay. you're not recording video on it, though, right? No.
0: No, just audio. No. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been very blessed, man, to have a lot of really great dads come on the show and uh, share their experience. So, so far, it's been really good.
0: Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about... And we haven't gotten into this too much on, on my show. Because we talk... I talk a lot directly to young dads, you know? And my talk, which is also called called dad like it's your job addresses young fathers it starts out talking about fear it talks about how to you know do a spectacular job at work so that your boss loves you so much that you're able to gain that flexibility i've been able to do that throughout my career by absolutely performing you know and doing what's right in front of me but i i hear you talk so much about what you call the fatherless crisis in america and so i figured you know, I haven't really touched on that too much. Obviously, every every expert I've had on the show touches on that, about the difference between the dad in the house and and not in the house. Can you speak to that a little bit? I know you can.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's, uh, it's an epidemic in the country. And it, all the studies, I mean, all the stats are there to back it up. Yep. There's no shortage of stats to show the difference. And the problem is, is that you know and i do get a lot of pushbacks from from single moms on this and that's the problem where a lot of people are afraid to have the conversation uh because it feels like you're insulting single moms when you have it but and uh, you know it, and i try to put it this way it's it's not every kid that grows up without a father is going to end up in prison but 85 <laughs> percent of the kids in prison are coming from fatherless homes and when you talk to wardens at the prison when you talk to prisoners themselves. The whole thing. They're filling up the prisons with fatherless kids. Yeah. So it's in it's it, it's it's tied into every single aspect. And also, to on the positive side, uh, if if the father takes his kids to church, the likelihood of those kids going to church as adults is far greater uh, than if just the mom takes them to church. So it, it, it plays into almost every aspect of life.
0: So you're saying, like, if if, if they're a church-going family, let the dad participate, you know? Uh, this is one of the things that I talk a lot about, is the father getting in there and being a part of these kids' lives, you know, my, the the uh, the. The subtitle of my talk is Provide for Your Family and Still Be a Part of Your Family. Because, you know, that's what's changing, and that's what needs to change. This idea that I'm going to go out, I'm going to make money, I'm going to pay the bills, and let mom raise the kids. And I want to speak to what you said about single moms being insulted, because I don't don't believe you are. Nobody's blaming single moms. This is the thing that I think is so important, is that these fathers— have to take responsibility for being a father. And I'm a sober alcoholic, and one of the things we always say in recovery is, I didn't get in trouble every time I drank, but every time I was in trouble, I had been drinking. And that, to me, correlates with what you said. Like, hey, not every kid that grew up in a fatherless home is going to go to prison, but the prison is full of kids that didn't have a dad. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, and, and those stats go uh, along with everything. You're talking about teenage suicide, teenage pregnancy, uh, drug and alcohol use, you know, violent crime. It goes along the same path. So when you look at all these major statistics that we're trying to solve in our society, you can't have the poverty conversation, the homelessness conversation, the crime conversation, unless you have this fatherless conversation. That's why I harp on it so much, because if we're trying to solve all these other issues without – focusing on the family and solving that first then none of the other stuff is going to matter you're just going to be running around in
0: circles (laughs) that's a that's an excellent point so what kind of what what have you found helps keep these guys in the home in your opinion from where you're sitting
1: yeah you know i don't know what it is that actually helps them in the home but i do know that there's a, a lot of Uh, a lot can be done from other dads in the community. And I always talk about it as uh, being an ambassador for fatherhood, where we have so many of the other dads will be giving these warnings to the younger dads of like, oh, just wait until uh, the kid is teething. Just wait till they're walking. You're not going to have no sex no more. You're not going to have no uh, social life no more. And they give them all this. So they (laughs) fill their mind up with all this negative negative expectations Right. right from the jump. Right. So instead of doing that, I I try to encourage the dads. You know, you're you're not doing anybody any favors by telling your war stories or trying to make yourself sound like you've been through the grind. You're not helping. You're not doing anything to help this guy. You know, tell him the good things about it. Tell him the things that have changed in your life and how you've become a better man. And all these now you get to throw the ball with your son. You get to take your son to your favorite game. You get to watch movies with him. You get to have conversations. Tell him the things that are good and that that encourage the young dads out there.
0: That is that is so beautiful, Alec. And I, I, you know, I could not agree with you more. I mean, a hundred percent. Because I can tell you that when people ask me, you know, because I've had a lot of jobs over the I've, I've been an actor, I've been a radio host, uh, stand-up comedian, you know, and all these different jobs. That you know, that's that's how I claw my way to the middle in show business by having all these different jobs, right? So people say, "Well, what's your favorite job?" I say, "Well, it's none of those. It's being a dad, and it's uh, you know." Uh, I became a dad when I was 19 and I always say with my daughter who gave me the job she was unexpected but never unwanted and I always try to speak very positively about my my I don't know I don't know where my life would be if I hadn't had kids you know I just couldn't imagine it
1: Yeah and and they have the, the warped mindset of the younger generation right now especially is the idea of having kids and starting a family seems to be such a negative comes with so many different negative thought processes for them like that's going to ruin my life if I have a kid and start a family so that's the mindset that's got to get turned around because that's it like all these guys that I've interviewed that have done all these amazing things in life when you really get down to it and have a conversation with them the only thing that they're really feel fulfilled in is being a father and that's really the truth When you're talking to them outside the limelight, the only thing that they care about is being a father in their family. And that's it.
0: Well, any of these guys, you know, I heard your interview with Steve Harvey, one of the most successful comedians alive, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, ultimately, every one of these guys has a job and that's what it comes down. Well, that's my job. That's not my life. You know what I mean? That's what I tell guys. You know, you got to be a dad like it's your job because it is your job. When you go off to work, that's your side hustle. And I feel really, really strongly about that. That that's got to be your main focus to have any success.
1: Well, the, those are things that, like when you say about your job, we, we've put a lot of work, education, practice, sure. mentorship. We've done all that for our job. We don't do any of that for marriage. We don't do any of that for being a father. And and that's part of the thing. Like if you don't have a marriage plan, yeah. You know, if you don't have a parenting plan then you're just leaving it up to whatever's going to happen. You're leaving it up to fate. Like, oh, just whatever (laughs) happens, I'll react to it instead of designing. You know, you're – Your, your life as a father in five years is going to be in a certain place. It's either going to be in a designed place or it's going to be in a completely undesigned place. Now, you can never totally predict what's going to happen in life, but you could start designing what direction you would like for it to go. Same thing with your marriage. If you just leave it up and say, well, we'll just play it oh, by man, ear. Not a that's, chance. That's not a good plan. You know, <laughs> So that's why we see a divorce rate that's also crippling the country here as well. So we don't have strong families. We don't have fathers in the home. And that's why we're seeing the chaos we're seeing in our country.
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned the uh, having a marriage plan because, uh, as I mentioned, I've been doing stand-up for decades, and I love, to, I love to talk to the audience, and I love to talk to couples. And my, when I do crowd work, it's not like, hey, where are you from? What do you do for a living? I'm like, hey, how long have you guys been married? Are you, were you shacking up before you got married? Oh, how old are your kids? I talk about their family. And when I ask, when I see engaged couples, I'll say to them, hey, are you doing premarital counseling? And I'm telling you, uh, like I said, I've been doing this for decades. And over the last 10 years or so, Alec, I haven't found a single engaged couple that have said yes when I say, are you doing premarital counseling? And then I usually get laughs, but it's a serious thing. I'll say, you know, oh, well, that's, that's good. Why bother talking about how you're going to handle your money or how many kids you're going to have or where you're going to live? You know, why would you bother to talk about that stuff before you marry somebody? And it's, it's just not happening.
1: Right yeah in the Catholic church we had precana and it's sure, like I know you know, pre-cana. they they just they just go through the motions of it to check the box and it is really is something that if they got into it uh, would be very beneficial to them and just just like you said like if you have a financial plan and you sit down with your wife and you make out a financial plan and a budget for this for this month for this week for this year Your likelihood of being in a better financial situation at the end of the year is going to be far greater. And it's the same thing with your marriage. If you sit down and actually plan this out for this month, this year, uh, you have a much better chance of having a successful marriage at the end of that year. And obviously, there's always outliers, things that happen, things that pop of up, unpredictability. Sure. Uh, but at least you'll be more prepared if you've been thinking about this and the two of you have been working towards the same type of goals.
0: Well, and you're talking about important stuff. That's one of the things that in my marriage that my wife and I both agree on is that, like, like I said, being a guy in recovery, I'm not real big on small talk. I like talking about important stuff with the people that are important to me. So we talk about important stuff. And as far as being financially sound, for me, the key to that in my marriage, Alec, is if somehow Amazon.com went out of business. If they went out of business, that would help my financial situation a lot because my wife is addicted. But that's a whole nother topic. It's a whole different podcast, my friend. What can I tell you?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why they're doing so well. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a recovering alcoholic addict myself. And uh, so I'm with you on that as far as the small talk. And it's, yeah. it's more it, life has gotten so much more meaningful since I've been sober, too. So it, that, that is a big help.
0: Well, and it's obvious that you've taken your you're taking your recovery and you're doing something meaningful with it because, you know, w- listening to your podcast and I, I wanted to bring this up. I promised myself I'd bring this up uh, because I listened to your podcast and I listened to some of your guests and you're a pretty conservative guy. Well, I'm here I am sitting in Deep Blue Massachusetts. My radio listeners know me, they know my politics, and I'm what's known even in my own circles as a lefty loony, right? And so when I saw you and I invited you on the show because I'm listening to you talk and I'm saying, listen, this guy and I share A tremendous amount of common ground when it comes to fatherhood and family. And that's why I thought it was really important to have you on and have this conversation because I want my listeners to know. I want the people that listen to my podcast and know me to understand that there's a lot of things that we have in common because it seems that's like that's the other thing that seems to be tearing us apart is that we're losing sight of what we have in common. Who's going to argue with the fact that, you know, kids are better off with a dad. That's hard to argue with.
1: It is hard to argue with. And and the truth is, they, they want these issues to divide us. Uh, because if you if you look at the people that I've had on the show, they come from every diff- different background, Absolutely. every different ethnicity, yep. every different religion. Yep. Uh, so, And the truth is, we are so much more alike than we are different. We, right. We're constantly being told that we're different and we should hate <laughs> one another. But right. the truth is, we're all the same and we're all after the same thing. So I know. It's, when you could put that stuff to the side and realize this is the guy that just wants the best for his kids, his wife, his family. Uh, that's really at the bottom line. That's all that matters.
0: That is all that matters. And you know, and I call, I call it outrage porn when I listen to political radio or watch uh, cable news. Sometimes that's my nickname for it. I go, Oh, that's the outrage porn. I can't, I I'm, I'm upset enough with what's actually happening. So that's why I thought it was important to have you on because, uh, listen, I, I This is the first time I've ever had an actual conversation with a guy that's hung out at CPAC. That's not my usual crowd, you know. But when I listen to that conversation, hey, there were some things in that conversation I absolutely disagreed with. But like I said, there's a tremendous amount of common ground. And I feel like one of the best things about America, one of the things I love so much about America, is that we can approach a problem from different perspectives, even, and different angles, and have different ideas on how to solve it. That's what makes us great. We kick it around. We try to come up with something good. And and that's what I hear you doing when I listen to First Class Fatherhood. That's what I hear more than anything.
1: And, and Chris, I definitely get the uh, the blowback and I, and I take a beating on social media for some of the guys that I have on. Like yeah. when I had Governor Ron DeSantis on the show uh, or I had Eric Trump a couple of times on the show and I get absolutely buried on social media for doing that. When right. all we talk about when they come on is their fatherhood journey and this stuff about fatherhood? we leave the politics stuff out of it we just focus just on the fatherhood conversation right and it has i mean it has been more challenging and it's not for lack of trying uh to have as many democratic dads on the show as i can <laughs> i had congressman uh, jimmy gomez from california from la okay i had him on the podcast i had senator bob kerry from nebraska uh, I remember Bob Carey. Bob Kerry,
0: Car- Bob Carey ran for president. I remember that.
1: Yes. Yeah. He lost the nomination to Clinton. Yep. Yeah. So like I said, I, I bring on, I, I want to have this conversation with as many people, as right. many different people as I can, because I truly believe if we could get the, the fathers back in the home, if we could bring God back into our society, if we could strengthen our family units, I think all of the rest of the noise, all the rest of the trouble in our in our country will start to dissolve quickly.
0: Well, Alec, I, I got to tell you, I, I know that, like I said, I've I've listened to your pod, I've listened to some episodes. I don't agree with with some of these guys, but I feel I feel very strongly uh, that you are a guy, you're a man of conviction, and that's important to me. And I feel like that's the thing that I try to teach, not just my sons but my daughters. Grow up with integrity and conviction. Be of some use. You know, try to have a happy and useful life. I think a lot of times people are so obsessed with, well, I want to have a happy life. It doesn't stop there. Have a happy and useful life. And that's what I see you doing. And that's why I appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm a railroad mechanic. I've been doing that for <laughs> 23 years. That, yeah. That's my job. And I, I drive Uber part-time on the side uh, and hustle that for the family as well. And, yeah. and doing that, you get a chance to meet Everybody. so many different individuals right and uh, you get a chance to kind of have some really good conversations especially when you drive friday saturday night when everyone's banged up uh, you <laughs> it know, loosens they, they, people st- up right they'll say oh, anything. they start pouring their heart out <laughs> to you you know so you get to but especially the young men i try to get through to the young men and yeah. let them know that hey you know it's getting married and having kids is not going to ruin your life it's no where, really where your life's going to begin
0: yeah it's beautiful well alec thank you so much god bless you for your efforts i really appreciate you coming on
1: Hey, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. My pleasure.
0: See you, pal. There you go. That's Alec Lane. Interesting perspective on all this stuff. I mean, we share so many things together. We come at some of these problems from a different direction, but God bless America. This is how we This is how they're meant to be solved in a country like ours. Come together, kick this stuff around, let's find some common ground and get to some solutions. And I'm grateful that he came on and I hope you'll give First Class Fatherhood a listen. There's some amazing guests. He had Steve Harvey on, he's had Tom Brady on, he's had Bill Belichick on. It's all these famous guys. I got to get in touch with them and see how I can get better guests. Although, he was a good one. A darn good one. So, uh, thank you, Alec Lane, and thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe. To Dad, like it's your job. Download the episodes, leave us a review. We're available on the iHeartRadio app and on the website, Mix931.com. So thanks for listening. Tell your pals.